the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, a great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that's going to be joining me this hour. And some news and notes to get to. Lots of news uh, to get to. There's been a plethora of stuff that's gone on uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget, iTunes, Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Little Def Leppard pour some sugar on me to kick off the program. Next week, Def Leppard and Journey uh, is going to be in town. They're actually playing the Garden. I think it's next Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. And then they're playing Friday at the Prudential Center. Unfortunately, I'm going to be, uh, I, I won't be able to attend either of those shows was really looking forward to going to the one at Prudential, but unfortunately, next Friday is my son's eighth grade dance. So, of course, dad and mom have to be around uh, to take the kid over for his eighth grade dance. He's, you know, he's in a, a pair of slacks and a tie and, you know, the white shirt and the whole thing. And believe me, if you know my son, my son does not like to wear dress clothes. And uh, it was a struggle just to get him to put a white shirt on, uh, you know, gray pants. He didn't even want a jacket, he picked a vest. And uh, went with a nice tie, though. I have to admit, the tie that he picked out I thought was really sharp. Went with, uh, you know, I mean, listen, anything goes with white and uh, light gray slacks, but he picked out a really sharp tie, so I was uh, very impressed. So we'll see what happens uh, at next week's dance. But unfortunately, we're going to miss out on Def Leppard and Journey, so we'll uh, actually, I think uh, my neighbors and I were going to get together, have a little um, impromptu barbecue uh, session in the backyard, and we'll probably listen to some Def Leppard and Journey uh, on, the, uh, on the tablet. And uh, the Bluetooth speaker. Now, my guest tonight on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, he's the brewmaster from Breakside Brewery out of Oregon. Ben Edmonds will join me. That'll happen about 20 minutes from now. Um, Breakside, a brewery, it's funny how the story goes. Didn't know much about Breakside. Uh, A PR person had contacted me, uh, had given me some information about the brewery or whatever and in regards to uh, news or whatever, I'd asked them to send me some beers. They had been working out the details, and then finally had gotten one of their beers sent to me uh, a couple weeks ago. It was delicious, and wanted to know more about them. They were only in uh, a handful of states, New York being one of them. They're not available in New Jersey, but, you know, obviously uh, around the Pacific Northwest, they are in Canada and two provinces in Canada and in a couple of different places uh, in the United States, of course, New York being one of them. So wanted to see if we could get somebody on from the brewery, and, of course, they made their uh, their brewmaster available. Now, they are a brewery and a brew pub, so they do serve food as well, so we'll mix that in uh, in the interview with Ben Edmonds, and that, again, happens uh, just about uh, 18 or so minutes from now. But let's get into some news 
uh, and notes. A lot of stuff that's been going on in the beer world uh, over the last week or so. Wanted to get right into it. We're going to do two segments, of course, on the news. But uh, the big one that happened broke late last week. Green Flash Brewing uh, has announced that Michael Taylor will join as its chief executive officer. Uh, more than 14 years of experience in the beer and beverage industry. Uh, this from the uh, press release from them. Taylor will focus on strengthening the Green Flash and Alpine brands' culture and regional footprint while guiding the long-term strategic growth of the business. Uh, Green Flash's founder, Mike Hinckley, uh, will continue to play an active role in the leadership team reporting to Taylor and serving on the company's board of managers. Hinckley says he is very excited that Michael is coming on board as the CEO of Green Flash. His talent, experience, and leadership are the perfect fit, and I look forward to working with him. Uh, of course, prior to joining Green Flash, Taylor worked at Anheuser-Busch, uh, where he served in various uh, senior management positions during his 14-year tenure with the company. Most recently, he was vice president of non-alcohol, leading all commercial and business operations for the Highball Energy and Altapala brands. Prior to that, uh, vice president of M&A, responsible for leading all M&A and business development strategies and activities for the U.S. and Canada, including positioning several well-known craft breweries for growth and sustainable uh, success. So, and this is some interesting stuff. Green Flash had to reorganize. Uh, they went bankrupt. They were, uh, I don't want to say they went bankrupt, but they were going bankrupt and um, pulled out of a lot of states that they were in and kind of focusing on their uh, their core area in San Diego and areas of Southern California, um, you know, and in the uh, and in the in the West uh, for them. So, you know, listen, they had leveraged their brewery on a lot of debt uh, when they were building the facility in um, on the East Coast. Obviously, it was not a success. And again, as I've said before, Green Flash, some decent beers, but nothing that made me think, wow, I got to go out and buy this one. And I first got exposed to them uh, last year at a bar uh, downtown. I thought it was good. Went and visited the brewery, my wife and I. But we were, you know, it's a nice facility when we were in San Diego uh, in December. But nothing that overwhelmed me that said, wow, I've got to keep trying this beer. This is a really good beer. So kudos to them uh, for restructuring. I know they... um, they, they uh, listen. They perturbed a lot of people. Let's put it that way. So, uh, uh, hopefully, they will have some. Uh, they will have some success again and build themselves back up as a really solid regional brewery before they decide to uh, branch out uh, further. Boston Beer has been fined almost a million dollars for selling unregistered products in New York. Boston Beer Company subsidiary American Craft Brewery LLC has agreed to pay a $975,000 settlement to the New York State Liquor Authority for selling unregistered beer, hard cider, and malt beverages in the state. The press release, the Liquid Authority said Boston Beer, which makes Samuel Adams Twisted Tea and Angry Orchard offerings, among other products, agreed to pay the fine after it was discovered that the company had sold 1.4 million cases of product in the state in 2017 without obtaining the required brand label registrations. The products were valued at more than $24 million. According to the Liquor Authority release, a permits unit supervisor discovered in February of 2016 that Boston Beer had only registered one product, Twisted Tea Summer Blueberry, to sell in the state. Boston Beer execs were notified, and they replied that they were in the process of filing paperwork for the other brands. However, the Liquor Authority said it started an investigation in early 2018 after learning several products were still not registered. And as uh, Liquor Authority Chairman Vincent Bradley said uh, via the press release, whether you are a small farm brewery in Clinton County or a major international public company, you have to comply with the rules and the laws of New York now. For its part, Boston Beer said in a statement to uh, the great website Brewbound that the company was notified by the Liquor Authority about a new product registration in February 2016. The company added it contacted the state agency in December of 2017 to inquire as to why several of our products 
were not listed as registered in their system. They said it was the result of a clerical error. Several registrations had not been uh, renewed, and uh, they worked closely with the state earlier this year to renew the lapse registrations and were recently made aware of the final settlement. So uh, Boston Beer paying over almost a million dollars to the New York State Liquor Authority. And a couple of quick notes from Stone Brewing. They are seeking an injunction against Miller Coors in their ongoing battle of uh, trademark infringement. Um, The craft brewery now seeking an injunction to prevent the sale of Keystone products in which the word stone has been isolated in the court filing. Uh, Stone argues that an injunction is necessary due to the rebranding Keystone cans causing actual and irreparable consumer confusion, wreaking havoc in the market and causing sales to skyrocket as consumers associated with stone. Stone Brewing seeking to prevent Miller Coors from selling, advertising, or offering for sale any beer or alcohol product whose label or packaging displays the term stone or stones apart from or in a different font, typeface, color placement, shading, and overall emphasis from the term key in defendant's Keystone brand. Stone added it's willing to allow Miller Coors 30 days to sell through its existing inventory. In February, Stone had filed the trademark infringement lawsuit against Miller Coors, alleging the rebranding Keystone packaging and advertisements had infringed upon Stone Brewing's Stone Mark. So we'll see what happens there. And then Stone Brewing cut ties with uh, NoFix, the uh, the Punk and Drublick Beer Festival. Uh, They have ceased production of its collaboration beer uh, after members of the punk band made insensitive comments about the victims of last year's Las Vegas massacre. In a statement uh, announcing the termination of the relationship, Stone called the comments made during a no-FX performance last weekend insensitive and indefensible. Company said, we respect punk rock and the DIY ethos for which it stands. To us, it means standing up for things you believe in and fearlessly co- uh, committing to what's right. And it is for that reason that Stone Brewing is immediately disassociating ourselves from the band No FX. A stonated punk rock is cool. These callous comments were the furthest thing from it. Uh, the company said it will donate all profits from the beer to the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department Foundation. So kudos to Stone uh, for getting out of that. Uh, as quickly as possible there. So, uh, you know, some uh, interesting things coming from Stone Brewing. And, you know, whether you like them or not, uh, Greg Cook uh, takes a stand on things. And, uh, you know, he tries to do uh, what's best for his brewery. Look, they are, they're a key player, not only in uh, Southern California, but in the country. I mean, they, they really make uh, a, a very good beer. They do a lot of different things well. There's some stuff that kind of misses the mark. Um, although one of their beers uh, that they had sent me uh, about a, a probably about two or three weeks ago, uh, my wife and I enjoyed over the weekend, and um, you'll be, I'm not surprised to note it when we come up with suds and duds uh, coming up towards the end of the hour, but uh, a really good, tasty beer that does not require adding anything to it. And if you know what I'm talking about, you'll know exactly what I mean, but we'll get to that in our suds and duds segment around uh, 45 minutes past the hour. But when we come back after a short break, some more news for you on this great program. And, folks, we're just getting started on the program that focuses on that delicious beverage, and you know what it's made from, barley and hops. Water and yeast have something to do with it as well. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Staten Islanders know that Danino's is the place to experience the best thin crust pizza anywhere. There's all fresh ingredients all the time on their pizzas. Now, born and raised on Staten Island, owner Mike Burke and his family asks me to extend their welcome to both long-term customers as well as Danino's newbies from all over. Whether it's Danino's staple margarita pie with fresh mozzarella, basil, marinara sauce, and grated cheese, or the broccoli rob pie made with sautéed broccoli rob, fresh garlic and olive oil, or perhaps Danino's popular clam pie made with chunks of juicy clams, fresh garlic, parsley, olive oil, and grated cheese, 
unbelievable. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Danino's has been a landmark on Staten Island since 1937. I've gone there plenty of times, but they also have been bringing great thin crust pizza to New Jersey for many years now with locations in both Aberdeen and at the Jersey Shore at Brick. I've been to the Aberdeen location. Outstanding. My son loves it. My mom loves it. It is fantastic. Brings back memories of her going to Port Richmond uh, to Danino's. And most recently, they're bringing that special and consistent taste of Danino's to Manhattan's Greenwich Village. Visit their website for all locations. That's Danino's.com, D-E-N-I-N-O-S.com. Get ready for the best pizza experience of your life at Danino's. If you're tired of struggling with stubborn belly fat and unwanted weight, dieting and starving yourself, and if you're still unhappy when you look in the mirror, then Dr. Melinda Keller can help you. You can lose 20 to 40 pounds in just 40 days, guaranteed. I know from personal experience, it worked for me. I know it sounds too good to be true. It's not. It's time to look and feel your best. Call Dr. Keller at the Brooklyn Wellness Center today. 718-234-6212. That's 718-234-6212. Or visit them at weightlossbrooklyn.net. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM 970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Eastern Christian Elementary School, Flushing Christian School, Gateway Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. about that. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on social media. Very simple. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Make sure it's two T's and two L's or you'll be tweeting or liking a wrong Al Gattulo. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Uh, my guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, the answer, the brewmaster from Breakside Brewery out of uh, Oregon. Uh, ben Edmonds will join me. That'll happen uh, just about 10 uh, or so minutes from now. A little Peter Gabriel and big time, uh, a, a big hit on that album, Red Rain, Sledgehammer, and of course, uh, one of the, uh, at least one of the more iconic songs of the 80s and in movies uh, from the movie Say Anything. In your eyes, uh, always remember that um, that fantastic scene with John Cusack when he's standing uh, at the window um, and he's got the radio over his head and he's just uh, you know trying to get Diane Court to you know look out the window and talk to him. 
that is just an iconic it's it's an iconic shot it's great it's just it's it's everything that movie kind of encapsula- encapsulates my uh, if i got that word right um part of my high school life you know he's you know lloyd is trying to reach out to this girl who's incredibly smart way smarter than him um and, you know, he's going to be a kickboxer, sport of the future, you know, the greats and Don the Dragon and this. And he's going on with his whole spiel. And, you know, I don't want to buy anything uh, processed or sold. Or, I don't want to, buy, you know, sell anything that's uh, processed and this and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just a great movie. But that scene where he is trying to rekindle his relationship uh, with uh, Diane Court is just is phenomenal. It's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, you should. Um, it is, uh, it's just awesome. Say anything. And that song, uh, in your eyes, one of many great songs, uh, on that soundtrack, but, uh, from Peter Gabriel. But of course we played big time, uh, because some people might think that I'm a big deal, but really, uh, I am not. I don't know who those some people are. Probably my wife and my son. Anyway, some more news and notes to get to here. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Um, Silver Brewing, uh, and Chuck and MJ Silver have set out, uh, to write the next chapter of an award-winning beer, uh, that was originally brewed back in 2010. So they are coming out. Uh, Chuck was still the brewmaster at uh, Green Flash Brewery. Um, this Silver Stout is has been aged in a variety of rye whiskey barrels. It's a 12.6% ABV. Uh, so that is coming out uh, very soon if it's not on shelves already. So uh, a big, boozy stout uh, for your summertime drinking. Iron Hill... Uh, which is a multi-state-based brewing operation. It's actually made up of 12 separate brew pubs uh, up and down the east coast of the locations, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey. They have a new summer seasonal. It's called Iron Hill Hopacana, I guess after Tropicana, Uh, a 6.6% ABV uh, IPA that apparently drinks uh, like a cold glass of fresh-squeezed beer. And then Second Chance Beer out of San Diego and the Old Mission uh, Beach Athletic Club have announced a limited-release collaboration beer uh, celebrating this year's annual World Championship Over-the-Line Tournament, which is set for July 14th and 15th and July 21st and 22nd. It is called It is uh, 16-ounce cans on draft as well. Over-the-Line Lager, a sessionable limited-release that is best paired with uh, warm sand and good friends, uh, according to... To the press release. Uh, Weyerbacher Brewing, after 14 years, Chris Wilson is leaving his position as the brewmaster. Uh, he is pursuing another opportunity with Free Will Brewing uh, in, in, in Pennsylvania as well. Wilson uh, will step into the role of chief production officer at Free Will. Uh, he joined Weyerbacher back in 2004. Uh, he grew their portfolio uh, to include the award winning beers like Sunday Morning Stout. Uh, Imperial Pumpkin Ale and Reserva, all three beers, excellent. Uh, definitely the Sunday morning stout is is just a, a kick-butt uh, stout. Uh, members of Weyerbacher's uh, brewing and production teams will collectively fill the void uh, left by Wilson's departure. And um, Bavarian craft brewer uh, Regal, Brauhaus Regal, uh, has signed on with Serene a Craft Beer for New Jersey distribution. Brauhaus Regal, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, a 632-year-old family-owned Bavarian craft brewery. They have signed on with Serene Craft Beer for distribution throughout the state of New Jersey. Six of the brewery's products are going to be made available. Uh, Privet, Augustus, Heron, Pills, Dunkel, Keller Beer, and McKelly. So uh, they were founded way back in the year 1386. They are acknowledged as one of Germany's leading breweries in respect to quality and beer culture. Uh, Located in Augsburg in the heart of Bavaria, we're roughly 30 Different kinds of craft beers are brewed. So uh, they are coming into New Jersey, which is great. So uh, looking forward to trying some of their stuff. For more information on them, uh, you can visit Regal 
R-I-E-G-E-L-E.com, or you can follow the brewery, uh, of course, on Facebook. So they are, uh, they're also in New York as well, but they're now uh, starting in New Jersey. They're in a couple of different places uh, in Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, also available uh, in Kentucky. So a trip that I took uh, a couple of weeks. Oh, and there's some, uh, another big piece of news, actually, uh, that I wanted to get to real quick, and I have to find the link. Apparently, uh, Stone Brewing and uh, a, a brewery that I got a chance to visit while I was out in uh, San Diego, Society, uh, are coming up with a collaboration that is draft only. So I, I'm really excited about this, and I actually have to talk to uh, my local guy at Paragon Tap and Table to see if he can get this on draft, because obviously they're going to have it at places uh, across the country. And uh, I'm really excited about this, but I'm, I'm having to log into my email right now. So let me see if I can get into my email real quick before this segment ends uh, to let you know uh, what's going on here. Let me see if I can find uh, – there it is. Okay, so Stone and Society have released the Skedaddler IPA Nationwide. Um, Society is a local San Diego brewery. Stone, of course, you all know Stone Brewing. They're all over the place, uh, across the country, uh, around the world. So they have come up with a new collaboration, uh, the Skedaddler IPA. It's a 7% ABV. Uh, it's got an eclectic hop built, uh, bill built with American, Australian, German, and New Zealand hops, full-bodied, dry on the finish, vibrant citrus, stone fruit, and tropical flavors on the palate. Uh, this sounds like something that I absolutely want to try. So I've got to get to my buddy Ernie at Paragon uh, and let him know about this to see if they can get a keg in uh, to try it. Because, uh, again, like I said, it's only available on draft. You're not going to be able to get it anywhere else. Skedaddler IPA. For those of you who have not had an opportunity to try Society Beer, definitely get yourself out there and try it. It is, without a doubt, 100% worth it. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. I am sure that this collaboration is probably uh, an outstanding beer. Finally, uh, the other night, uh, my buddy Brian from Peerless Beverage, and I want to thank him uh, for inviting me to this. So, um, Tree City Artesian Vodka uh, is in New Jersey. They're in Kenilworth, New Jersey. And you say to yourself, spirits in New Jersey? Yes, there are people that make spirits in New Jersey. There's plenty of places uh, in New Jersey that make spirits. So, Tree City just happens to be one of them. Silk City uh, Distillers is another one in North Jersey. But Tree City uh, is doing vodka in um, Kenilworth, New Jersey. So I got a chance to meet uh, uh, Rick, the uh, the founder, Rich, the founder of uh, Tree City Artesian Vodka. And uh, I want to thank Brian for the uh, opportunity from Peerless Beverage to go over there. And let me tell you something. This might be the cleanest, most delicious vodka that I've ever tasted. I mean, he gave us a little shot with a little ice cube in it uh, to chill it real quick. Smooth, going down, little hint of sweetness in it. And the burn that you normally would would get from a vodka was kind of muted. You felt it, but it wasn't like burning you, you know your throat when you do uh, a shot of vodka. And then what he does is he he uh, infuses the vodka naturally, not you know in the in the mix itself, but he puts the vodka in big things of pineapple, strawberry, and basil. Get a jalapeno. Uh, infused uh, vodka, which I didn't get a chance to try. There was another one that was vanilla, which I, I wish I had gotten to try because I'm sure it would have been fantastic. But I got a chance to try the pineapple vodka. It was out of this world. I can not I can only imagine what the fruit, which had been soaking in the vodka for I don't know how long, must taste like uh, after it's been sitting there for as, as long as it has. He made a Moscow mule out of the vodka, 
that was outstanding. And I'm not a big fan of Moscow Mules. They were it was it was great. He made another one with with uh, a cherry juice that he added with a little bit of lemon juice and some sparkling water, and it was off the chain. Uh, Going to have Rich on the show uh, very soon. Uh, the, the whole process of distilling uh, liquor is amazing. They're going to be doing whiskeys. They're going to be doing gins as well. But, you know, obviously some of the laws in New Jersey need to be changed. They're trying to do different things. So Rich is trying to uh, uh, do that from his level. But he's a local business. If you get a chance, you're in New Jersey, and you want to taste a, a great-tasting vodka produced with locally sourced ingredients in New Jersey. They get corn from a farm uh, down south. Tree City Vodka. Uh, TreeCitySpirits.com is the website for more information. Rich is the owner. Uh, he, it, it was just, it was a great visit. Learned a lot about the distilling process. They do tours. They do tastings. Uh, you can go there. Uh, they have like a little mini bar set up. Uh, it's a really great place. Uh, you really want to check it out. So, again, TreeCitySpirits.com uh, is the website for more information. Rich is the founder. Uh, it's him and a buddy of his. They put it together. They're local. Uh, it's local ingredients. It is an outstanding place. Tree City Vodka. Definitely check it out. And if you're in a bar, ask for it in your martini or, you know, whatever drink that you're making. But trust me, drink it straight. It is amazing. And I'm not a big straight vodka drinker. But, boy, I'll tell you, this was as smooth as silk. I would, I, I, like I told him, when he gave me the pineapple one that it was infused with the pineapple, I said I could drink this all night long. It is that that good. Now, when we come back after a short break, the brewmaster from Breakside Brewery out of Oregon, Ben Edmonds, will join me. And that happens next on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly cloudy, 75 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A man is dead and two others injured after a fire breaks out in an apartment. Police say the fire broke out at around 1.30 this afternoon on Adams Place near the corner of East 182nd Street in the Belmont section. Emergency responders pulled a 44-year-old man from the apartment with severe burns, and that man was later pronounced dead at the hospital. A 50-year-old woman is in critical condition, and a 50-year-old man who suffered a foot injury is stable. A pair of crashes in the New York City area led to multiple fatalities yesterday. Just before noon Friday, an SUV overturned on the Meadowbrook Parkway on Long Island, killing three teenagers who were ejected. Authorities say a 15-year-old was driving the allegedly stolen vehicle, and she is speaking to investigators. In New Jersey, two people died after a tractor-trailer flipped over on the New Jersey Turnpike. In sports action, the Mets are leading the Yankees 3 to nothing in the third inning at City Field. Justify wins the 150th running of the Belmont Stakes and becomes the 13th horse ever to win the Triple Crown. Major League Soccer, NYCFC in Atlanta, and the Red Bulls in Columbus all played to a one-all tie. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge into the city on the upper level. A stalled vehicle cleared by the Jersey Tower, a 10-minute delay, 10 minutes for the lower deck. Lincoln at 15 minutes in, and a 10-minute delay for the inbound Holland Tunnel from 1 to 9, 15 minutes in the outbound direction. On the Belt Parkway eastbound at Farmers Boulevard, a crash closing two lanes, and a multi-vehicle crash blocks one lane of the West Side Highway northbound as you approach an area near Dykeman Street. You now know how not to go. The weather forecast for tonight... We are going to see partly cloudy skies, low 60 to 65 degrees. Sunday, clouds and sun, a high near 80. Monday, partly sunny, 75. And Tuesday, partly to mostly sunny, high 75 degrees. I'm Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. 
Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970. The answer. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Joe Piscopo. I don't think there's any more important service in any community than a hospital emergency room. The ER is where you go in crisis and where you expect to find dedicated, talented professionals any time of the day or night. Let me tell you that the ER at Trinitas Regional Medical Center is such a place in the Elizabeth and Union County communities. And the best news is Trinitas is growing their ER to serve you better. They're doubling the number of treatment rooms, adding state-of-the-art technology, and creating separate private areas for families and seniors. The community is 100% behind Trinitas, and they're donating the entire $18 million cost of this project. Trinitas is an outstanding place for healing. I've been there. I've met the people. Please learn more about Trinitas Regional Medical Center by visiting TrinitasRMC.org today. That's TrinitasRMC.org. Thank you. AM 97, The Answer. Back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albergeandnycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts on those two platforms. My next guest on the cast, he is the brewmaster for a brewery brew pub out in Portland, Oregon. They are crushing it with some wonderful beers and most recently won a number of awards in the World Beer Cup. Breakside.com is the website for more information, and the name of the uh, brewery is Breakside Brewery. Let me welcome in Ben Edmonds to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Ben, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. You got it. Now, Ben, how did you get started brewing beer? Oh, I'm one of those home brewer uh, enthusiasts turned pros. Um, you know, I started home brewing back in college and decided at some point that I wanted to try and take my hobby and make it my job. I went to the Siebel Institute, um, got my brewing diploma there, and moved back to Portland, Oregon. Met up with, I actually got a job at a brewery called Upright, uh, it's a small farmhouse brewery, it's a great brewery in Portland. And eventually connected with the folks who are founding Breakside. Now, what is a typical day for you like at the brewery? Obviously, that part of it is obviously brewing beer. But what's a typical? Take me through, say, uh, you know, a Tuesday at the brewery. What's what's a day like that for you? Yeah, sure. Um, well, we have three locations. So one of my roles is that I oversee all three breweries. We brew on every at every single location: okay. a three barrel system, a ten barrel system, a thirty barrel system. So I'll spend a little bit of time uh, each day, at least at two of those breweries. Most of my time is spent at our production brewery, where I'll oversee the brewing, the barrel program, the lab, and uh, the entire staff as well. So 
Uh, it gets pretty varied, dealing with anything from small technical issues during the day, changes to brew logs, changes to our schedule, uh, dealing with quality issues in the lab, obviously doing sensory program, recipe design, and then working with the sales side of our team to get the beer out the door. Excellent, excellent. So, and so it's always a change. There's always something. There's always something different going on every day. Absolutely. Talking with Ben Edmonds, the brewmaster out of Portland, Oregon, for a Breakside Brewery. Breakside.com is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, and you can also follow on AM 970, The com. Now, in the most recent World Beer Cup, Breakside had the honor of taking home medals in a number of different categories. The brewery took home gold for international-style pale ale, a silver in the American-style strong pale ale, and a silver as well for an English-style India pale ale. How proud are you that all of these beers meddled? Oh, we were totally thrilled. I mean, you know, you enter competitions and you think you're putting your best foot forward, but there are just so many beers entered that you never expect to win. And for three of our beers to float to the top is just uh, it's awesome for our team and a real testament to their hard work. Now, your beers are in 13 states along with British Columbia and Alberta uh, in Canada. With so many breweries that are opening up around the country, I'm sure this is a question that you get asked all the time, uh, are we seeing a craft beer bubble? I mean, we have over 6,000 breweries in the country now. Um, or do you think that the market can sustain itself at its current rate of expansion? You know, I think that there is. it's important for breweries who are growing right now to really focus on their own backyard. Um, you know, you say that number of we're in 13 states and two provinces. The reality is the vast, vast majority of the beer we make is sold in a narrow corridor from the Canadian, U.S.-Canadian border right. down to the Oregon-California border. Okay. Um, so we're fundamentally a regional brewery, and we like to send a small amount of beer out to other markets where there are awesome craft beer fans who are going to be excited about getting a small amount of beer. We're not trying to send beer um, to you know mini-marts in central Kansas and shove six-packs down people's throats there. Uh, I think that if your plan as a brewer is to focus on your local scene, your state, you're the state's adjacent, and then send a little beer out to the market at large, to cities that have great craft beer scenes, you can do just fine still. That is the first time, Ben, I've been doing this show for over two years. That might be the first time that somebody has answered that question in that way. There's always the, you know, well, we're going to have attrition. You're going to have attrition here. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. And it, it to me, you get it. Like, you, you've got it to the point where, hey, we know our role. We know that we're very successful here, and we're making a very good living doing what we're doing could you you know could you jump out to 20 states or 25 states sure you could but you your focus really is more hyper local than it is anywhere else absolutely and i just don't think you're going to see too many breweries grow to be you know the size of places like green flash or stone Mm -hmm. or the shoots at this point while there's still six thousand plus breweries and more right. coming in the country you but know? It, it's interesting you said you mentioned green flash and stone in the same sentence and and look at the di- the dichotomy of the two breweries you have stone you know internationally renowned they're all over the place in the united states they they churn out fantastic beer green flash kind of pushed that envelope to get get their beer out everywhere and all of a sudden they had to pull back because people weren't really talking about them in other places. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, were, they were concentrating absolutely. on San Diego, and to me it seemed like they lost sight of what made them such a successful brewery, whereas Stone kind of 
hey, we know what we make and we're going to consistently make the good stuff, but we're going to push the envelope uh, by doing other things. So uh, it's interesting that you point out those two breweries. We're talking with Ben Edmonds, the brewmaster uh, out of Portland, Oregon, for a brewery called Breakside Brewery. Breakside.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And you can get Breakside beers uh, in New York. They're not available in New Jersey. And by the way, I have to thank you guys for sending me those bottles of uh, rainbows and unicorns. That is a fantastic beer. I have to That's say. A, thank you. Yeah, we love that beer. That's our uh, kind of early early summer, late spring session IPA that uh, uses a little bit of rice in there. It features galaxy hops pretty heavily, a little bit of Comet, so something really contemporary and something classic. And uh, it's just, you know, it's one of those crusher beers. You can uh, just down a pint before you even realize it. It's great because I have one bottle left, and I'm, uh, a couple weeks I'm heading up to a, a friend's a neighbor's uh, cabin up in uh, – uh, upstate New York, uh, past Monticello, and uh, I said I was going to bring a couple of different beers with me. That's the one bottle I'm bringing because I want him to try it because we're kind of I've kind of turned him into a connoisseur of craft beer. He never liked stouts before, and I got him turned mm-hmm. on to stouts, and he loves IPAs. So it's definitely something that I want to sit by the fire and uh, you know have a cu- have a couple of glasses and uh, you know kind of tell a story. But Ben, in your opinion, what is the biggest misconception about craft beer that people who don't drink craft have? I think that for people who don't drink craft, maybe the biggest hang-up is that all the beer is too aggressive in terms of bitterness, in terms of sweetness, in terms of intensity of flavor. I mean, certainly the craft movement went through a period, you know, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, when everything was about turning it up to 11, uh, and the beers were big and bitter and uh, intense. You know, that was what was selling in the craft market, and I think that now there's just such an emphasis put on balance, composition, drinkability, uh, and it makes me really happy because those are the types of beers that I like to drink. But I think we're able to produce beers that are a lot more flavorful, but that ex- are, are accessible to a lot more palates. And I think people, there's still a, a handful of folks, you know, who resist craft because they think that it's going to be just too much. Right, right. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like my wife, not an IPA fan at all, and I've kind of slowly over the years I've turned her into. Uh, a little bit of an IPA drinker. She's not into super bitter beers, but I've gotten her palate, you know, okay, I could I could drink this one maybe, you know, maybe not, you know, two or three, but I could definitely get change her her palate a little bit. Now, what are some of uh, Breakside's new releases that are going to be coming up uh in the next few months, Ben? Yeah, we just uh this week put into bottles a new barrel-aged beer called Fourth Wave. It's a bourbon barrel-aged strong ale uh with coffee that we do with Stumptown Coffee Roasters here. That's kind of our marquee summer barrel-age release. Delicious, complex. It's uh, about 9% ABV, Ooh. and so, you know, it, it does fall into that category of beers that turn it up, turn up the volume. I like that. High. I like that. Now, um, is that available in draft only, or it'll be available in bottle? That's in bottles and draft. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I have to get myself yeah. a bottle of that. Good, good. We good, have good. Uh, another beer that we just released. It's our kind of main summer season called Tall Guy IPA. It's 100% Citra Hops IPA. It won the gold medal at the Oregon Beer Awards uh, in 2017, and it's the first time we're putting that into into bottles. So it's one of our most anticipated draft releases. It's really a beautiful beer that's just all about showcasing the huge versatility of the Citra Hop. That is pretty awesome. Now, you're, you, you mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier, but what is your, your favorite style of beer to drink when you kick back after a, a long day at the brewery? Oh, it's like choosing between your children. I don't know. I, I can't do that. There's, uh, it depends on my mood. Well, style. All right. So, all right. We're in the. We're almost in summer. What? What for the summer months? Let's say. Yeah, you know the rainbows and unicorns you mentioned. I had one of those yesterday, right after work. 
uh, Pilsner and our lagers, beers, our, our Munich-style Hellas. Those are the types of beers I tend to reach for this time of year, for sure. And, and Ben, last question, and i got about 30 seconds, but what, what kind of style of beer do you really get enjoyment out of making? Like when you're putting together something, what's the, what's the one that you really enjoy uh, making in the brewery? Style. You know, two, two, two answers to that. One is German-style lagers. Low ABV German lagers, Pilsner, Helles, Dunkel, Vienna lager, Schwartz beer. Those beers are beautiful, challenging to make. They're uh, very involved processes. They're wonderful, and when they turn out great, you feel like you've really just kind of threaded the needle and scored. And the other is to do blended wild and sour beers, uh, taking barrels. We pull from a lot of different barrels in our program and create new beers by blending um, by fruiting them and the challenge of doing that and then bottle conditioning those beers and getting them kind of recomposed for the public is really, really a fun and thrilling challenge. My guest has been Ben Edmonds, the brewmaster for Breakside Brewery out of Portland, Oregon. Breakside.com, the website for more information. Uh, ben, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. I'll thank you. You got it. When we come back, time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt discusses what he wants from the North Korea deal. Now, he's in charge, but you've got Pompeo, Mattis, Bolton, Haspel. You've got Dan Coates. You've got a pretty good national security team around him, the vice president. I just think the best case is an agreement where we give them nothing for a long period of time, but our people swarm and remove stuff. That's, to me, the best case. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. Folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey, Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously, the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers, the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking, and not only is the food fantastic, but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the century saloon vaulted ceilings tile floors enormous windows and a hand-carved cherry wood bar best part about the bar yeah they got craft beer on tap there don't you worry but they have a great selection of other drinks as well their mojitos are unbelievable they even film scenes from on the waterfront and city hall in this legendary restaurant go online to dinoandharrys.com check out the menu and make reservations you never know what celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you call 201-659-6202 that's 201-659-6202 Dino and Harry's, 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gattulo sent you. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T, U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albergi at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every show on one of those two platforms. So time for Suds and Duds. Of course, this is the segment where I review the various beers that I've had over the past week or so, and I let you know whether or not they are a Suds or whether they are a Dud. So uh, let's uh, kick it off. Uh, The good folks from uh, Elysium Brewing sent me uh, a six-pack of this uh, about two weeks ago. Um, Actually, I got it back after the Memorial Day uh, holiday. Uh, Def Leppard Pale. So uh, this is a beer I've uh, talked about. Apparently, they did a collaboration with Def Leppard. They are currently on tour, Def Leppard with Journey. Uh, they will be in the New York City area next week. I think uh, next Wednesday they play at the Garden, next Friday at the Prudential Center. Unfortunately, can't go see the shows. I'm not a big fan of midweek concerts, obviously, because it requires me to have to take a day off the next day. I'm too old to be uh, trying to go to a show and then you know get two hours of sleep and come to work uh, the next morning. But um, the Friday night show we were really looking forward to. Unfortunately, it is my son's eighth grade dance next week. And so, uh, you know... Probably not the smartest thing in the world to be dropping my kid off at a dance and then <laughs> trying to run to a concert. So, uh, anyway, Elysium put this uh, pale ale together uh, in conjunction with Def Leppard, and you will be able to purchase it uh, on the tour uh, in cans, I believe on draft as well, uh, at any place that uh, Journey and Def Leppard is playing. Uh, they were nice enough to send me uh, some cans of it. Um, smooth and nutty, uh, almost lagerish. Uh, they did not get a, a lot of bite uh, to this uh, particular beer. But I guess they were modeling it after the style of English pale ales. So uh, maybe that's why uh, there isn't uh, so much super bite to it. We, You know, the American public, we really like beers uh, with bite to them, which is why IPAs uh, are so popular in this country. The other reason why IPAs are so popular is they're very, I, I don't want to say easy to make, but, but t- they're not time-consuming. Lagers are much more difficult to make because they take time, and you have to get the, the process exact. Otherwise, the lager just doesn't come out. Uh, the way you want it, and it does take time. It, you know, I think you can put you could probably put a, an IPA out uh, from start to finish in a couple of weeks, whereas lagers will take time, will take a little bit longer, and they have to ferment a little bit longer. So, um, you know, it's it's the reason why a lot of people aren't doing uh, as many lagers. We're an impatient society, unfortunately. But thanks to the good folks uh, from Elysian for sending me that. Um, we will uh, we will finish off uh, the the other uh, beers from them. Uh, next Friday for sure while uh, Def Leppard and uh, Journey are playing at the Prudential Center and we're waiting for our kids uh, to get out of the dance, that's for sure. Uh, Stopped over at Wet Ticket Brewing uh, last week uh, over in Broadway. Uh, They had a new um, test ticket on tap there, A2V2G uh, by Wet Ticket. Hazy, dank, really, really nice. Uh, Definitely something that you want to try if you're over there, if they still have it on tap. I know they... As of Thursday, they still had it on tap, so you definitely want to check it out if you're getting over there uh, this weekend. And don't forget, they have cans of watermelon wheat uh, available as well. I believe they have it on draft, too. Uh, but definitely, that is a summertime beer, uh, if you like that. And I'm not a big fan of, you know, fruits like that in my beer, but the watermelon wheat is a nice, nice, uh, easy-drinking beer if, you def- you know, if you're looking for something different uh, when you're having a barbecue this summer. Uh, then I had a uh, mean squeeze by Weyerbacher. Nice bitterness on this one. A little piney, uh, real good. I, obviously, we talked about Weyerbacher earlier in the program. Uh, their brewmaster is leaving to go to another brewery in Pennsylvania. Um, kudos to him. Good luck to him. And, uh, you know, as of now, Weyerbacher staff, I guess, is going to kind of pick up the slack while he's gone. And obviously, they'll begin a search 
for a new head brewer. But uh, good stuff uh, from Weyerbacher, the mean squeeze. They're starting to shift away a little bit from Belgium's trying to do more IPAs, more approachable beers. And if you haven't had a chance to check out the brewery uh, up in eastern Pennsylvania, I do encourage you to do it. It's If you're in Jersey, it's an easy ride, straight up 78, cross the border, first exit, get off as if you were going to the Crayola factory. I think as soon as you get off the exit, you make a right at the light, uh, maybe a block or two down, you make a left, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, roll right into uh, the industrial area, and uh, you'll see Weyerbacher on your right-hand side. They're, uh, actually, their 23rd anniversary party is coming up in just two weeks, and you got to get tickets for that. So if you want to check out a, a really cool party, bands, there'll be food there as well, uh, and, of course, great beers from Weyerbacher. You definitely want to check that out. That's coming up, I think it's on uh, June 23rd, if I'm not mistaken, in the afternoon, I think noon to 5 or something like that. Uh, the folks from Stone sent me uh, their White Ghost Berliner Weiss uh, from Berlin. This was brewed in Germany, not in America. It was brewed in Germany and shipped to the United States. Uh, a nice, easy drinking sour. My wife actually had it and wanted the other can that I had. They sent me two cans. She ended up wanting the other one, which I uh, gladly gave to her because uh, I didn't think that she would like uh, sours. But I'll tell you what, this is a great beer for a hot and humid day uh, to drink. And the interesting thing about the Berlin Iron Vice is a lot of brewers that do the Berlin Iron Vice, they want you to add syrup to it um, for dip, for flavor. For flavor, maybe cut down a little bit on the sourness, right? So sometimes they'll have syrups, cherry syrup, different types of syrups. But Stone says that's not the proper way to drink a sour uh, or a Berlin Iron Vice. You drink it how it's brewed. You don't add anything to it. I have to agree with them on this one. Um, the syrup, to me, would make it overly sweet. Uh, and I found that when I've had them before and I've added the syrup, I haven't added a lot to it. Um, this is definitely something that you don't need to add uh, a syrup to and make it super sugary. Uh, so for sure, if you see it, definitely pick it up if you're into sours. And again, a nice, easy drinking sour. So thanks to the folks from Stone Brewing uh, for sending me that one. Uh, then, uh, the Paragon Tap and Table did their, uh, tap takeover with Kane. Some people were disappointed. I guess they wanted to see, um, Sunday brunch, a bunch of different, you know, uh, dark and stout beers, uh, on the menu. But, uh, this time around, they decided to spotlight a lot of their, uh, IPAs and different, uh, you know, um, I don't want to say approachable beers, but just different beers, uh, than what Kane makes. And of course the, the old staples overhead, you know, uh, head high, although they didn't have a head high, um, what else? Although I didn't have an overhead. So anyway, as we continue on here in our final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast uh, on AM 970, The Answer, it's our Suds and Duds segment. So I started off with their Mandarina Punch. Um, this was new. I had not had not had this one before. Juicy, nice hop, great pineapple flavor. You really got that pineapple in there, but not overly uh, so. You tasted it, but it, you know, it went away after a bit. Um, this was a really, really nice beer. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I had a second glass of that because it was really that good. Um, then I had their uh, Night Swimming, which is their Hell's Lager. And I have to be honest with you, and there's a caveat here. I did not like this beer. And it's probably the first beer from Kane that I did not like, which is saying something. Kane's a great brewer. They're really, really cranking it out. Between Kane and Carton, they are killing it in New Jersey. Um, I, I can't figure out what style they were going for here. Was it a, a hybrid of both? Was it one, you know, a lager? Hell's? I, I don't know. I, I, I really couldn't figure it out. It tasted weird to me. Now, the caveat here is the line that uh, Paragon had hooked up to that one, they had it thoroughly cleaned because they had New Belgian's Hempinator on there. And apparently the hemp odor was still in there. 
That's what they're saying. Now, I don't know if that changed the beer. Maybe I have to have it again at Cane if it's on tap and see how it tastes there. Could be different, but right now, it was not good. In fact, it, w- it was, I couldn't enjoy it. I had to stop after half a glass. I had to give it back and pour it out, which is, a, you know, I'll, I'll, make, I'll get my way through a beer even if I don't like it. This one was just so over the top that I just I couldn't, fi- I couldn't finish it. So definitely not something I would suggest. But, again, I want to check it out at Cane itself uh, from the tap and see if, uh, if there's a difference there, if it is on tap the next time I go down there. Then I had a Falling Tide. Uh, nice, piney little hop. Went down very smooth. Um, the uh, New Zealand hops shine right through on this one. Uh, this was an excellent beer. And then I finished off with an Indicators. A solid IPA, a little bit of malt flavor in this one, delicious, uh, hazy, juice balmy, uh, but really, really good. Indicators is a really great beer from Kane. Uh, they had uh, overhead on tap, which is which is very good. I didn't have the, um, they had something on there it was high percentage, like a ten or eleven percent. It was, I don't want to say it was a barley one. Maybe it was a barley one. I don't remember uh, off the top of my head, but I, I'll tell you, Kane is doing a fantastic job. And you know, another thing, I spoke to the rep. Um, uh, on Thursday night, and it's interesting. Kane is one of those people, like Carton is really, really trying to push out, not only in Jersey, but in other places. You're seeing Kane, uh, uh, excuse me, you're seeing Carton beer um, in New York, upstate, a lot of different places. Kane has had a very, very measured uh, way of doing things. A lot of it was on tap at first, then they started with cans of Head High, um, you know, and then gradually rolling other stuff out, like Sneak Box is a really, really excellent beer. Uh, kind of, they, they were not expecting that one to be so popular, but it is. It's a great approachable beer, Sneak Box, uh, low ABV, but, you know, still gives you that IPA taste uh, that you want. But they were very measured in selling their stuff. Only cans at the brewery. Well, now they're starting to push out. Wegmans, a couple different places. They're starting very, very slowly to get those cans out there to get people more exposed uh, to the beer. And I think Michael Kane has is doing it the right way. Very measured, very exacting where they want it. They want all their beer refrigerated. It gets refrigerated on the truck. When they get it to the place, uh, wherever they're selling it, it has to be refrigerated. So he's doing it in the right way. Now, going forward, as they get more popular, are they going to be able to maintain that integrity? Let's hope so. But I like the way that Michael Kane is doing things right now, and they are just crushing it uh, with their beers. If you haven't had a chance to get down to Kane in Ocean County, uh, New Jersey, definitely check it out. It is worth the trip. They close early on the weekends. I think Saturdays they close at 7 o'clock, but they open uh, starting at noon. But you definitely want to check it out. And they do tours on the hour, uh, and you can pick up some stuff to take home. It is a fantastic brewery. Definitely worth the trip. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Ben Edmonds from Breakside Brewery. Thanks for joining me. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.